Welcome back to Home Inspector Training. I am Garth Haslam, the home medic. Thank you for hanging with me. This subject today, roofing generally, we've already covered general issues like ice damming and tree issues and interfaces and flashing. And if you have not listened to that, you need to do that. This segment, I want to start getting a little bit more specific asphalt shingles in particular. There are many shingle types and as a home inspector you're going to be expected to know all of the above and know what sorts of failures can happen. Look for those and then of course communicate those sorts of issues to the client whether it's good, bad, or sideways. You need to tell them what could happen and whether it is happening and what to do about all of the above. That's what this training is intended to help you with. Again, this is going to get you to a first grade level of understanding. You will need to do your own research because in recording this right here in my basement studio, I don't know whether you live in Vermont or Sacramento, but conditions will change whatever area that you're in. Speaking of which, asphalt shingles for most of us are the default. As you go driving around homes in your neighborhood, unless you live in a very specific and particular area, i.e. Arizona, most of us are dealing with asphalt shingles. So, Well, there's any number of different kinds of shingles by a, a million different manufacturers, But generally, in the asphalt shingles category, you will see a couple of major areas. One is the older 25-year shingle. It's also known as the three-tab. I call it the 25-year shingle. These are the shingles that were installed back in the day. And the more years we put between us and the turn of the century, the less we're going to be seeing of those three-tab 25-year shingles. They weren't very good. They only lasted 25 years if everything was perfect. And, of course, everything is not always perfect. You're going to have south and west-facing slopes, for one, that go bad. If you've got poor ventilation, you're going to get... If you've got no ventilation, a 25-year shingle can go bad in half that time. By contrast, you've got the architectural-grade shingle that usually is good for at least 30 years, and depending on the the kind of shingle that we're talking about, it can be 40 or more years that it's designed for. Again, the design life assumes a set of optimum conditions, for example, that you've got good ventilation in the attic, etc. So you'll want to mention to your clients that, for example, if it's a 30-year design life, chances are pretty good that they will not get all 30 of those years, If things aren't terrible, they might get 25 to 27 out of a 30-year shingle, but not to expect every last week out of the design life because that doesn't happen. Okay, you can easily tell the difference between a 25-year shingle and an architectural shingle. The 25, again, is a three-tab, and probably the best way to, rather than paint a picture of this verbally, is just to get you to go to Google. If you type in... 25-year shingle and an architectural shingle, you can see that very clearly. And you can actually see from the ground which of the homes in any neighborhood have the three-tab versus the better shingle. becomes a very easy thing. You don't have to be on the roof to tell that. And, of course, your simple ability to do just that is going to impress a lot of homeowners. And you can help them to understand what quality level of roof they have. Now, 
South and west facing shingles, as I mentioned, they see the sun more. The south sees a lot of sun because all of America is in the northern hemisphere. That means the sun is on the south side, and so it's that south slope that's going to be most abused. In addition, you've got your west-facing slope. Late summer afternoons are when there is the greatest heat, and so that side also is going to take a lot of abuse. So you want to make sure that you don't judge a roof by the northern or eastern-facing slopes. If you can get up there safely, and let me underline that, if you can get up there safely, don't do anything that's not safe, I need you, your wife needs you, your kids need you, your clients need you, your clients for next week need you. Don't do anything that's going to land you in the hospital or the morgue. That would, of course, be a career ender. So, yeah, take a look at those two south-facing slopes. I believe that you do need to get up on the roof if you can do so safely. Obviously, if you got a 12-on-12 slope, which would be a, basically a 45-degree angle, things get a little steeper. Now, if you do mountain climbing and completely vertical slopes don't scare you and you've got the right equipment, the right experience and training, maybe you can get onto a steeper roof than somebody else. My experience is that a person who believes that they're not safe doing a particular task, whether that be getting on a roof or something else, if they believe they're not safe, they're not safe. They'll find a way to fall off or do something. So trust your instincts. Don't do something crazy. I actually do know of an individual who had a person working for him in another state. That guy fell off the roof and he died. Don't let that happen to you. Okay, valleys, if you've got an asphalt shingle, you will have valleys in the roof. Now, what a valley is, let's say that you've got a south and east facing slope that are coming together. Hopefully, at the interface where those are coming together, you've got flashing. And we we talk a little bit more about interfaces and flashing and valleys in another segment. But those are areas where the roof will quite often go first. So you're going to want to pay attention to valleys. Other failure modes in asphalt shingles. If you have poor ventilation, your roof is of course being baked by the sun at all times, especially during the summer. But if you don't have good ventilation, the roof is also going to be baked from the inside, the attic. So you need to have adequate ventilation. And we did talk about that in one of the other segments as well. You're going to want to listen to that one. That was all roof issues. But if that's happening, you can have the asphalt shingles. They'll curl. Sometimes they'll curl at the outer edges. They'll crack, and I call it alligator cracking. It starts to look like you've got a spider web of cracking that's kind of all over the shingle. Sometimes you'll actually get a delamination where the gravel comes off of the surface of the asphalt shingle, leaving behind only the tar paper. All of these are shingle failures, and they are all an indication that the roof is toast, literally and figuratively, and all of these need to be written up as roofing failures and a high-priority issue. You need to pass along that information and make sure the client is very well aware that you have a failed roof when you see those sorts of things. Be aware, there have been a number of inspections that I have done where the roof looks good from the ground. 
you get up on it and it's crazy scary. Even if the roof is too steep for you to actually get onto, you still want to put your ladder against it so that you can get a nice close look at those slopes, especially again the south and west facing slopes, so you can understand what's going on with that roof. Ice damming is another failure mode, and we talked about that also in its own segment. Basically, as relates to asphalt shingles, the ice builds up on the roof, and as it uh, as the lens builds, it pushes your shingles around, turns those into scrambled eggs, and then you got water in the in the living space. So you want to pay attention to interfaces and changes in slopes. And if the home does not have adequate ventilation, you're going to get ice damming near the drip lines of the roof. And want to pay attention to that. In addition, other failure modes, trees, that can happen as well. You can imagine that if you've got a tree branch doing battle with an asphalt shingle, the shingle will lose. Quite often you'll see where trees are scraping in the wind and those shingles are gone. And then, of course, you're going to get water intrusion into those spaces. So those are the sorts of things you're going to want to pay attention to on an asphalt shingle roof. HomeMedicUSA.com, you can get more information. Nachi.org is always a great spot for further analysis. Talk to local roofers about conditions in your area because... Again, you could be in Oregon, you could be in Ohio, I don't know, but things are going to be different in your location. Serve your client well, do me proud.